WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. Okay, so out of left field, Lev Bell says he's going to come back to the Steelers during the bye week after six games. Do the Steelers sell their souls and take them? Or do they pull the franchise tender? If you're looking at it strictly from football terms, you take them back. But what if you're 2-3-1 and one at that point? Or even 1-4-1? and one? You need to win 9 out of 10, or at least 8 out of 10, to make the playoffs. Can Lev Bell, in who knows what kind of shape and mindset, can Lev Bell transform a team that's been awful? Can Lev Bell transform this Steeler team to that remarkable degree? If the Steelers win the next two and they're 3-2-1, that's a different story. But if I'm the Steelers... I wait and see where the team stands. Because at 1-4-1, and and they play Atlanta and at Cincinnati, so there's every chance of being 1-4-1. and At 1-4-1, and there's no point to having Bell or paying Bell. His timetable would have helped put the Steelers in a hole. So F him. For my industry, though, Lev Bell is the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call or follow me on Twitter at Mark Madden X. I got a poll up on Twitter. Should the Steelers take back Lev Bell at the bye week? Make no mistake. It is selling your soul. If you take Bell back, you're selling your soul. Lev Bell has lied to the Steelers every step of the way on this. And who's to say he's telling the truth right now? Lev Bell has helped put the Steelers in the hole they're in. But Bell is the best option at running back if they're 3-2-1. and one, Or maybe if they're 2-3-1. and one. But at 1-4 at 1, I definitely tell Bell to take a hike. Vote now on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. There's a bunch of options conditional on that poll because that's how the Steelers should be thinking. Should the Steelers bring back Lev Bell, vote now, at MarkMaddenX on Twitter. Lev Bell talked to ESPN. In terms of PR, Bell was in full retreat. But one thing Bell said rings true, quote, Knowing my worth and knowing I can tear a ligament or get surgery at any time, I knew I couldn't play 16 games with 400 or more touches, unquote. And I honestly don't blame him for that. 
for shunning that onerous workload. That said, Bell could snap a ligament on his very first carry. Bell said he still wants to sign long-term with the Steelers. That will happen when my excrement turns purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. That's just PR. Uh, The word is that the Steelers will put the transition tag on Bell in 2019 so he can negotiate with other teams while they keep his rights. That would limit Bell's negotiating power. It would give the Steelers the right to match another team's offer. It could even force Bell to keep playing for Pittsburgh. I get it because he's good, but I don't know why the Steelers want any part of Bell beyond this season or even now. He's a great running back, but he might show up fat. He might show up high. He might show up unmotivated. He might show up all three. Bring him back and you sell your soul. And that might be worth it if you make the playoffs. But I don't think the Steelers do. I don't think the Steelers make the playoffs, given the hole, even bringing Bell back for the last 10 games. Mike DeCourcy, ex of Pittsburgh Media, now with the Sporting News, he wrote an excellent article about the Bell situation, how the Steelers should have addressed it in the offseason by cutting ties and spending that money elsewhere. Mike DeCourcy joins me at 5.15. At 3.30, we got heavy metal comedian Jim Brewer. Used to be Goat Boy. Now he's a lot funnier, I think. Funny then, funnier now. Former SNL cast member. He's on tour with Metallica. Metallica's in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. Jim Brewer's the opening act. Want to see how the crowd reacts to that, but but Brewer is very, very funny. He joins me at 3.30, and at 4.30, as he does every week, I'm joined by the godfather, Stan Saverin. Uh, I talked a moment ago about the Steelers putting the transition tag on Bell next year, and the Steelers and Bell's agent are reportedly already at odds over what Bell's transition tag price would be. It would be 17 mil based on a full year, but only 11 mil based on Bell showing up at the bye and playing in week seven. Or not playing because the Steelers can make him a roster exemption for the first two weeks and not pay him. And I wouldn't, because in this situation, goodwill went out the window a long time ago. It's a tangled web. By the way, if Bell shows up during the bye, the Steelers would have to use the roster exemption that week, and Bell doesn't get paid that week anyway. So, that's shrewd. If the Steelers kowtow and bring him back and don't use that roster exemption while they evaluate what kind of shape he's in and when to get him in games, what a bunch of, I can't use the word I'd like to, but what a bunch of sissies. That's as close as I could come. What a bunch of sissies. Uh, do you really think the Steelers make the playoffs if Bell comes back? And how are his teammates going to receive him? How will the fans receive him? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
The Steelers are just a circus act now, so F it. Bring Bell back. It's what's best for business. If you pull the franchise tag, you lose the third-round pick, the compensation, but so what? The Steelers would just use it to draft another backup quarterback. So once again, Lev Bell is the talk of the town. It's unreal. There's a new twist every day. I have often preached against revenge management, and pulling the tag from Bell would appear to be revenge management. But if the Steelers are 1-4-1, and one, pulling the tag from Bell is just common sense because you're going nowhere, and why spend the money? If you're 3-2-1, and one, you obviously bring Bell back. If you're 2-3-1, and one, well, that's the real debate. I'm betting they're 2-3-1. and one. Ergo, let the real debate commence. Uh, James Conner responded to one of my tweets about him not being a number one running back. Uh, somebody tagged him in on one of my tweets, which was unnecessary because I had already tagged in Conner. And Conner wasn't nasty. He just said, quote, part of the process, unquote. But, A, we are such a nation of stooges and tattletales. Hey, James, look what fat ass said about you. Fire back. I'll get the popcorn. And B, in one week, I got tweeted at by Connor, Trevor Williams, and James Harrison. Don't these friggin' guys ever just watch TV? Are they always on social media? FFS. Uh, if the Steelers do take Bell back, it's not exactly a vote of confidence for James Connor. Just saying. Let's take a quick call. Let's go to Michael on 376. Michael, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, I think they got to bring Lev Bell back, regardless of the uh, regardless of the record, um, just because of what his presence on the field does. Um, if Bell comes back and plays at the level we know he can play at. What if he doesn't? Um, um, hey, if he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't. That's on him. He should still be in good football shape. No, no, it's on you because traded. you're paying him 855 k per week, and what if they're one four and one going into the bye week? What's the point of bringing him back? You got to bring him back because he brings that. Extra, okay, let me let me let me. I know you've made box. your little pre pre written statement twice or three times now. I've lost count because I'm bored, silly. But if they're one four and one, what's the point of bringing him back? What can it lead to? Wins. Enough they wins. Can lead to wins. Enough yeah. wins. Yes, it can. You, so, so let's say they need to win nine out of ten when they bring Bell back to make the playoffs. You think Lev Bell can make them win nine out of ten, given how they've looked so far? Yes, sir. I think he can sure as hell help. Well, that's insane, and you're a moron. But thank you for the call. And he would help, no question. Will he help enough, especially at that price? It's not my money, but it, it just strikes me that bringing him in at that price. If you're one four and one or even two three and one, just won't help enough. We got Mark and Steve on hold. We'll get to them in a moment. Another big question. How will Tomlin use Bell if Bell comes back? What will his workload be? Because a lot of the problems started with that. Also, I, I have to laugh. I'm writing a column about this for the trip. And I think the NFL players got it pretty good. They get 48.5% of the league's revenue. And that's a lot of money. 
And people are taking that to mean I'm siding with the billionaire owners as opposed to the millionaire players. Hey, they're all just rich, richer than you, richer than me, and they all just want more. They're more alike than either side would ever want to admit. But this isn't a workers of the world unite situation. And I keep seeing how the players give their bodies and give their brains and they're so noble, but there's nothing noble about football players. They're human beings just like all of us, and they'd do well to remember that a bit more often. But if you want to take power away from the old, rich, white jerks that have money, all that money, most of the money, and not only control football, but control most of the world, Dude, it's not about Earl Thomas skipping practice or about Lev Bell holding out. You need to call Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels because they're the only guys who could straighten this out. They've been dead for, for, for centuries. Look those names up. I know you have no idea who they are. This show can be about you learning if you want it to be. 105.9 The X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. He's a prissy, sissy, dancy boy. No matter who's a goalie, when we have the right defense playing the right way. You're right, they should play without a goalie. The X at 105.9. And while Lennon read a book on Marx, the quartet practiced in the park, and we sang dirges in the dark the day the music died. I started singing... Double M on the X. How will Tomlin use Bell if Lev Bell comes back? If Bell plays 10 games, will he get 250 touches? That is 400 touches prorated. And why is Bell coming back? Does he need the money? Does he think he needs to restore his rep? And don't forget, I don't care what Bell said, he said plenty before. The bottom line is, Bell ain't back yet. Like sands through the hourglass, so go the days of our lives. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger said it best today, quote, I'll be excited if and when he shows up. That's Ben. I'll be excited if and when he shows up. If and when. Whammy! I should have said jackpot, because we got Jim Brewer joining me at 3.30. Uh, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN brought up a good point about Le'Veon Bell. Bell said that he hates to see the Steelers lose. Well, like Stephen A. said, if you hate to see the Steelers lose, why don't you come back right now? Every single thing Bell says is horse manure. Bell is for himself, period, and nobody else. Uh, Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson of the U.S. Ryder Cup team nearly came to blows after the competition concluded Sunday. There's no word on what this fight was about, but Dustin Johnson has hired Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals to be his caddy, kind of like his father-in-law with Dave Semenko. I, I want to stay with Tom Wilson for a second. I posted a blog on the Mark Madden page about Wilson, who, of course, took Oscar Sundquist's head off 
when the Caps and St. Louis played an exhibition game this past Sunday. Wilson has a hearing tomorrow and is likely to be suspended, but that won't keep Wilson from doing what he does so often, moving forward. Uh, That's what Tom Wilson does, and there's no way to stop him. The punishment has not been severe enough, and the Capitals don't mind him playing that way. That helped them get a Stanley Cup just last year. So in lieu of forcing Wilson and his ilk out of hockey, or somehow eliminating the headshot problem otherwise, let's at least cut out the BS. Wilson says nonsense like, and this is a direct quote, I've always prided myself in being an honest player, unquote. Tom Wilson is obviously anything but. And after Wilson takes somebody's head off, he often says, and this is another direct quote, obviously that was not my intent. But it keeps happening over and over and over again. So obviously it was his intent. Tom Wilson is a sociopath and a predator. Through his actions, he has repeatedly told us what he is. We should believe him. And when he spews the mindless words rule by way of excuse making, everyone covering the sport should point out that it is mindless words rule, that it is a lie. He's not an honest player. And he intends to do what he does because he does it over and over again. Wilson's like a new age goon. That's in my blog at the X website. It used to be every team had a goon or two or three and he fought. He menaced the other team. The NHL doesn't have those anymore, but Tom Wilson's a new type of goon. Instead of dropping the gloves... He headhunts. He's a new age hockey goon. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Let's go real quick to Steve in Economy. Steve, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? Hey, hey uh, if I'm a GM, I, I don't want Lev, Levdale to come back. Honestly, I'd rather see him sit out the whole year. If I'm looking at my team realistically. Oh, okay, but if he comes back to sign the franchise tag, then you have to make a choice. And if you withdraw the tag, he can go somewhere else, and you lose the compensatory pick. I get it. Uh, in that case, I'm stuck with him. But uh, no, no, you're not. Just... You can cut him. Well, they're not going to cut him. I mean, honestly, no. And, and that still... disturbs me. That that well, the Steelers haven't even been notified of Bell's intent. At least that's what Tomlin alluded to today at his press conference. And uh, I don't believe it till I see it. I won't Super believe it until Bell is actually there, but but I think the Steelers are being put to a choice here, and Bell's obviously a better running back than what they got. But how good's he going to be? How fat's he going to be? How high is he going to be? How motivated is he going to be? I just don't trust someone that has proven time and again he can't be trusted. And you're right. The thing is, look, he's been all, and it's his right. It's all about him getting paid. Why in God's name would Lev Bell? If the Steelers are out of, have no chance at the playoffs, which is probably what's going to happen by week ten or week eleven, why would this guy? Well, no, he, he's coming back. He's playing? coming back. Get, thanks for the call. Get your facts right, though. He's coming back to bye week. 
So if the Steelers opt, he can play the last 10 games. But can he do enough, given the Steelers' start, to put them in the playoffs? What if they're 1-4-1? What if they lose to Atlanta and at Cincinnati? And those are very realistic possibilities. So you're 1-4-1. You would either have to win out or win 9-10 to have a legit shot at the playoffs. Can the Steelers, the way they're playing, improve that dramatically? Adding Le'Veon Bell, and who knows what kind of Le'Veon Bell you're getting. Again, my decision, and I got a poll up on Twitter, at MarkMadNex, my decision would be based on what the Steelers' record is at the bye week. If you're bringing him back just because you think you can sign him long-term because he alluded to that to ESPN.com, that's nonsense. Le'Veon Bell moved on from the Steelers a long time ago. Maybe it's time for the Steelers to move on from Le'Veon Bell. And I thought they had. But apparently that's going to be tested one more time. Up next, he opens for Metallica at PPG Paints Arena. That's a week, two weeks from Thursday. And then he headlines the next night at Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead. It's comedian Jim Brewer on 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Big Sexy. Hey, Mark. Love the show, man. You can have the iron sheet to humble one person. Who would it be? Sally Wiggins, again. VX at 105.9. My guest right now is the opening act for Metallica at PPG Paints Arena on October 18th. And then he headlines the next night at the Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead. He is one funny bastard. Let's welcome comedian Jim Brewer. A dude... Opening for Metallica with comedy, that's wild. Uh, what do those fans expect, and how do they treat you? Uh, I've been treated extremely well, but just to put some clarity on it, it's not – get rid of the word opening, and it'll help you – it'll help explain it better. I can. It's more of host and MC for the pre-party that leads to them coming on stage. So their their attitude is, you know, we love putting bands up. The bummer is no one comes to see bands. Nobody comes to see the opening band. No matter who we get and, and the listeners go, this is the greatest band, this is the great." no one comes to see them. So how to get people in, let's do a pre-party event. Jim Brewer you're a huge Metallica fan, you're funny, you know how to read a crowd, create an event. That's what I'm doing. Some nights I'm bringing you on stage to have a lip sync contest, you may get booed off. Some nights you may go up there, I pick an audience member, karaoke, I walk you back and meet the band. Um, we're constantly, do I do do about 20 minutes, half hour stand up, but I'm not up there opening metallic it's really just host and seeing a kick-ass event that flies by gets you hanging drinking partying before they walk out that's really what it is so well, well, it's I'm not so- that crazy it, it sounds cool jim and, and you're a big metal guy uh you you did a music album and brian johnson of acdc appeared on it you see a connection between comedy and metal don't you I've always seen it. The most frustrating thing in the world is I've had so many show ideas, so many comedy, heavy metal, rock ideas, and they all, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Where would it live? 
Like you don't, they don't get it. It goes hand in hand all the way back from Sam Kinison days and before that. It's um, there's plenty there. So I'm glad Metallica reached out to me. We've been killing it from pretty much the second day. You know, the first one took a little thing to figure out. By by show five. The arena was pretty packed by uh, 7 o'clock when I was walking out there, and we have a blast up until 8.30 when when they're ready to go out. When I'm, I go backstage and I go, are you guys – I'm not going back out there till I know you're ready because that is – I want every time they see me, it's nothing but good vibes. And the last time you see me means they're locked and loaded and they just want to make sure – the crowd's locked and loaded. So it's, uh, I'm still creating even more cool stuff as time goes on. I think I'm going to, my next one is going to be, are you smarter? Are you, do you want to be like a Metallica air where I bring four or five different people up that are diehards and we go through a series of questions and the last one standing then, Mar- then walks back with me backstage on live camera. It's just, it's a, it's it's a fan event at the end of the day. It really is. It's and uh, by the third show, people going, dude. Every concert should open like this. It is. It's freaking awesome. Now, now I I want to get back to the Brian Johnson connection because I love it when you imitate him. Because Jim, I can understand you. I met Brian Johnson once, and I was dumbfounded. It was like the thrill of the life. I couldn't understand the word the guy said. When I tell you, Miss Willie, I tell you the modern, is, if it wasn't for you, they wouldn't have great a station like this or they could play us, you know, Miss Son. <laughs> good time. <laughs> I say, good time. What? What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like listening to a drunk pilot. It's really, not a pilot, a drunk pirate. He sounds like a pirate. Well, me son, I come here on the rock station and we'll play some songs. He's always telling jokes that you can barely understand. He's a great guy. I hope he's back with ACDC. There's rumors flying. Now, now here's, I need some advice from you on this, being a, being a metal fan. I'm 58, and all my groups are either dying or retiring. For example, I'm a big mm-hmm. UFO guy. And next year's the wow. farewell tour. How, how do I deal with that? Because, Jim, it bothers me more than it should. Well, listen, there's there's a good place for us in the end. We're the metal community. We're going to have our own nursing homes where we're going to have the wheelchair mosh pits. We're going to have we're going to have karaoke metal night. We're going to be fine. But you got to go with the flow. It's it's. It's a dying breed, man. It's when you go into a grocery store and you hear ACDC playing above. It's time. It's time. We stay, we're the elephants. Start this. You gotta bring your metal and start heading to Florida. Now your comedy's real life stuff. You've had various tribulations in life dating back to when you were a kid. How does that contribute to your comedy? Your comedies always seem very real to me. It still is. It's uh. You know, what you're going to see in Metallica is going to be a thousand times different than you're going to see in uh, Munhill at that theater. Um, it's where I'm at. And where I'm at right now is I turned 50. I look at mortality. I look at three daughters, 19, 16, 13. 
I look at a, a wife married 25 years, but is also fighting stage four uh, breast cancer. So I talk about real subjects. I don't mess with politics because politics is, uh, it's just, it's professional wrestling on a unquizzable manner. And I don't talk about anything that's going to divide people. I'm there. So you escape your world and you can relate to everything I'm saying on stage. And I don't, I don't show up to make you giggle. I show up to hurt you. I want to hurt you with my comedy. That's always been my mission. I don't let, eh, he's cute and clever. No, you're going to be exhausted for a week when I'm done with you. <laughs> We're talking to Jim Brewer. He's opening, excuse me, hosting Metallica on the 18th and headlining the next night at the Carnegie Music Hall in Munhall. Uh, that's Friday, October 19th. Uh, Jim, I got to say, the stuff with your dad when he was ill, I mean, I was my yeah. late mother's primary caregiver when she took sick, and listening to you riff on your dad made me laugh and cry. I think that's some of your most amazing work. Well, thank you, and that's that's the comedy uh, that drives me, and that started 2008, and it's been 10 years, and I... I have the same style, the same subject matter, the same. If it can't touch your heart and change the way you see things for a better with your with your kids or with your mom or with life in general, then I really don't have any interest in it. That's what I live for. We're, we're only here a short period, man. I'm glad I put it out there for people like yourself. I love, you know, people go, how come it wasn't big? I'm all the, it doesn't matter. It, it hit the people it needed to hit, and that, that's my stand-up. It hits the people it needs to hit. I'm not, I don't feel the need to be the, the greatest guy in the world. And I make the 40 billion. If I leave that night and there, someone goes home going, oh, my God, he just, he just changed my life, and that's all that matters. Now, now, Jim, I'm told you don't work blue anymore. Is that right? No more F-bombs? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done that for a decade uh, for for a bunch of reasons. One, uh, once my kids started checking out the Internet, I was kind of embarrassed at a lot of my stuff. It was, I'm not a dark person, and I don't talk filth, but it was like just cursing for the sense of cursing. And, and I was like, what am I doing? And then uh, for the other reason is, I'd rather work harder and find the funny than just going, yeah, yeah, what the F? And, you know, that 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 stuff's crazy, ain't it? I mean, what the F? I mean, this is effing crazy. It's not that I'm against that. I'm not by no means. I like filthy comedy. I like dark. I like all comedy. Um, just for me, it makes me work harder, and it's it's helped me tremendously. Now, now you're a sports and guy. People appreciate it too, man. People appreciate it. Oh no, I I think there comes a time when, well, really, I, I think you've done a good job with your career, knowing when to put any and everything in the rearview mirror and moving on. It's been like a constant progression. Well, that's that's my life, and it's you know some people stay on one thing. I never stay. I'd rather just progress with life and whatever. It suited me well. Now you're a sports guy too, and this is a sports show, however marginally. I hear you're a Mets fan. That would certainly build character. <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, you got to deal with failure, uh, 
lost hope, um, constantly being heartbroken. Well, well don't forget it's, you're on uh, Pittsburgh radio right now. We know the feeling in baseball. Yes, I know. And it, you know what sucks for a while where the Pirates, it almost seemed like they were a farm club for other teams. I can't imagine that frustration. It was like, oh, we got a great guy. All right, who do we ship him off to? Oh, there's another great. Uh, oh, it's Van Slyke. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, McCutcheon, he's been with us for – yeah, time to get rid of him. I, I That would make me violently angry. But <laughs> – you know, you do have the peng- you do have uh, the Penguins that are super successful, the Steelers. So, at least you have something going on once in a while. And yes, I know we have New York teams like the Yankees or whatever. But yeah, I'm a Mets fan, man. It's uh, it's like being in love with an alcoholic. It really is. <laughs> uh, Jim, I I. I... Don't like asking about your old work, but I'm going to come out of left field to ask you about one thing I, I got to ask about, and that's the really? Pizza Hut commercial with Jackpot. I really thought that wow. would catch on so much so I tried to make it catch on on my show, and I guess I didn't have the same delivery because I failed miserably. Well, they were looking for, I just remember they were looking for a catchphrase, and they had about, I don't know, we filmed like, 20 different phrases and they liked jackpot and uh you know the fun the best part about that is they asked me to at the time viral video went out by christian bale he was on set he started cursing someone out and they approached me and they said hey uh we want to create a a viral video that's what i thought you were going to ask me oh no i saw that too yeah and i went what do you want to do they say, ah, oh, you know, I don't know how to do it. It's, a, it's a, you get mad at the guy and you throw him in the pool. I'm like, you know, you know how much has to be built. I go, anyone that knows me knows it's nearly impossible to get me that angry. And I go, let, let, let's, let me try to figure something out. And then I think it was the third take where I went, listen, you got to come at me really aggressively. Otherwise, this looks stupid. You have to give me a reason to start getting pissed and annoyed or confused and frustrated and just keep coming at me. And then and then I think it was the third take when I pushed him in the pool because I thought it was the best take, and I didn't feel like doing it ten more times. <laughs> hey, Jim, this has been great. I've always uh, liked your stuff. Thank you for taking the time, and we'll see you here in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. Good stuff. I can't wait. I'm going to crush that place. Have a good one. <laughs> That's Jim Brewer. Uh, just amazingly funny. Amazingly funny. You know, the stuff like Goat Boy and, and and the stuff he did on SNL, I really like that, but I don't feel right asking guys to relive stuff they did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Like, he was great in Half-Baked, remember, with Chappelle? But I got to tell you, this guy's current, he's with it, he's extremely good, and, and there's nothing sadder than, boy, should I say this guy's name or not because I've met him? And I like him. I'm not going to say his name. But there's a comedian who's been on this show who does the exact same routine he did 30 years ago every single time he performs. And I go to see him because I like him, and I I sometimes stop and say hello. But I'm thinking, bro, what are you doing? That's so 30 years ago. But to each their own. Brewer's great. He's current. You'll love him. Go see him. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. 
now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, you struck my last nerve. You say that like you think I would remotely give a dump. But do go on. The X at 105.9. Thanks to Jim Brewer for joining me. Don't forget, he he is the host for the Metallica show on the 18th that headlines it, Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead on the 19th. That's a Thursday and Friday. Uh, Lev Bell says he's coming back. He told ESPN that. I don't know if he's told the Steelers that. I got a poll posted on Twitter, at Mark Madden X. Should the Steelers take Bell back? And I'll give uh, an update on the results in the 4 o'clock hour. For me, it depends on the record. If they're 1-4-1, and one, there's no point to bringing them back. No point paying them that money. If they're 2-3-1, and one, I'm not even sure there's a point to bringing them back. But I sense they're just going to automatically take Bell back, which means two things. It's a nod to how good a running back Bell is, and the James Conner isn't. And it also means that the Steelers are Bell's bitch. Because he's lied to them, he's misled them, he's coming in when he feels like it. And if they welcome him with open arms, well, put it this way. I don't know that Dan Rooney would have done that. Then again, the last five years of Dan Rooney, maybe he would have. I feel like we should be talking more about the Penguins, and we will once the game starts, but... What's there to say necessarily right now? I don't see the team lacking any place on the depth chart. That's what talk radio is all about, right? Oh, they don't have a good group of right wings. They got to get somebody. Except Daniel Sprong's pretty good. He's on the fourth line. Uh, I don't see the team lacking any place on the depth chart. I will say I am starting to see the wisdom of Daniel Sprong on the fourth line. Okay, maybe not wisdom. But how about lack of stupidity? Because that line with Shea and Cullen and Sprong, it's not really a fourth line. It's like another third line. It's going to have good hockey sense and puck movement. I just wonder how many minutes that line's going to get or should get. Don't forget, Sprong is promising, but he's not Mike Bossy. I heard somebody on the B team saying, they have to find out about Sprong. To which I say, why? Why do they have to find out about Sprong? The Pens got Hornquist and Kessel as top six right wings. And Brian Rust on the third line. That's pretty good, I think. But we need games. And starting Thursday, we get games. The Penguins took Washington after Washington plays the night before at home to raise the banner. The Caps have two back-to-backs in the first two weeks, and then two more back-to-backs in each of the next two months, and then three back-to-backs in January. It's kind of rough, like the schedule the Penguins had last year with all the back-to-backs. The the Capitals won't have Tom Wilson on Thursday. Uh, We talked about him a bit earlier. His hearing is tomorrow for that headshot on Sunquist, and the word is he's going to get at least six games, and I hope so. The Capitals winning with a thug like Wilson on the team playing a regular shift and sometimes in the top six, that sends a bad message. For hockey and throughout hockey, the NHL is a copycat league, so I hope things don't head 
in even a small way, I hope they don't head in that direction. Uh, Better Call Saul was another excellent episode. But we're getting near season's end with just one episode left. And the body count isn't what I expected. It's fun watching Kim Wexler turn into a criminal lawyer, or at least dabble with it. And the upshot is, Jimmy seems to be losing respect for her because of it, even though she's becoming him. They had an argument last night that was so intense. Even though you can't do this on TV, not even on a edgy program like Better Call Saul, I thought for a minute they might come to blows. That's how good the acting was and how intense the argument was. Oh, this tweet just out there from Ken Campbell regarding Tom Wilson. Ken Campbell, of course, with the hockey news. Player safety must come down hard on Wilson. Delivered double-digit suspension. I agree. But whenever I hear it might be more than six games... I bet on it turning out to be six games. Let's go to Patience in Green Tree. Patience, you're on with Double M. Mark, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, uh, I called you yesterday and touched on, like, Steelers maybe. I I mean, I know it's impossible right now trying to bring in a free agent cornerback, but possibly promoting someone from the practice squad. And I read that they brought bring up Allen. Do you think we'll see him uh, immediately? I don't know. Any any port in a storm... And certainly the dark clouds are are gathering in full force at 1-2-1. One, and one. Uh, I think we're more likely to see Matthew Thomas play. Uh, Tomlin, he of course is the free agent linebacker from Florida State who is impressed at camp and in practices. Uh, Tomlin talked today about Vince Williams potentially missing Sunday's game with an injury. I'll talk in detail about that later. And he said Thomas was an option but the Steelers very rarely go to that guy, the untested right. guy, the practice squad guy, the special right. teams guy, the guy on the fringe. Uh, I, I would like to see them do that both with Thomas and with, with Allen, with the cornerback, but it's just not their way, is it? No, it isn't. That's what's frustrating. It's like you would like to see that happen, but you know they, for whatever reason they think otherwise. And by the time they do utilize an option like that, it usually doesn't matter because the season's gone. Just like the season may be gone when Lev Bell graces Pittsburgh with his presence once again. 412 is the number to call. 